Hello and welcome to the Hole in My Heart podcast. This is episode 192, Why Hole in My Heart? Why indeed, and also welcome back, you welcome guys. Back. Oh my goodness. To the ah. Hole in My Heart podcast, where we talk about how the gospel is good news for everyone every day. I'm your host, Lori Krieg, and I do have alongside me my husband and favorite licensed therapist, but not my therapist, because that'd be super dysfunctional. Matt Krieg. Hello, it's hey. so good to be back. Isn't yeah. it great? Yeah. And on my other side, if you guys are watching this on the YouTubes, I have with us the ever faithful and most professional radio voice among us, producer Steve. Hi, guys. Steve. It's like a, we, a year hasn't just transpired. I know. It's like we're just right back in the saddle. We're right back in the saddle. And this is a little bit of a shinier saddle. If you guys <laughs> are watching on YouTube, we ha are being hosted now by WCSG, which is pretty neat. That is Steve's place of work. It is a uh, local Christian radio station the biggest radio i don't know what do you say what's the word you use um it's a radio colossus i think is what we're going with right now <laughs> just just kidding Sorry. no they are they're a great radio station and they have partnered with us they are hosting us and so we are getting this shiny new studio and we don't have to like sneak around <laughs> csg anymore in order to record which, like after hours after hours and so we're actually recording on uh work hours for steve yeah. and during the daytime for matt and i which is great so we're going to be talking more about this hosting partnership that we have with WCSG a little bit later. Uh, but for those of you who are new listeners, for those of you who are OG, who have been a part of the podcast family, we just want to say welcome and welcome back. We are so glad that you are here. And today we're going to do some kind of pivots, just getting to know each other again. And we're also going to be doing some deeper heart stuff because that's what this podcast does. And uh, we're going to hopefully get you situated with some of the rabbit trails that we go on, perhaps, but also the consistent things that you are going to hear. But just to start with the acclamation station, <laughs> that's not what we're calling this segment. This is technically where our question of the week or game might be. It will mm -hmm. be at the beginning. And we I can't wait to include you, the audience, in some of this question of the week. We're actually going to ask you the end of this episode and invite you guys to submit some sound bites. But today's just with us, just me and the guys. And the, and the game is two truths and a lie. So you are going to share three things about you and two of them are going to be true and one of them is going to be a lie and we have to figure out which is which. I'll go first and you guys, Matt, you know me very well. We'll see if you can I would peg. like to think, yeah. <laughs> we'll see what we can peg, which one is true and which one are lies. Okay, first one, I have 12 siblings. Second, I have something called Alice in Wonderland syndrome, which is where when I'm tired, things get really super tiny and look weird. Third one, I was born with a hole in my heart, a real one. Which one is the lie, my friends? Um, you try to go for a tr little trick question there. You do not have 12 siblings. What? You only have 11. You that are one of 12 siblings. <laughs> Can't fool you guys. Well, technically, you're nine of 12 siblings. I am you the number nine, nine of 12. 12. Yeah, so, so for those of you listening, if you have a big family, I hope you are cheering like I cheer <laughs> when I hear other people talk about their big families. And you'll probably even understand where Matt like automatically went to the number. Because if you're part of a big family and you meet another family, first, you do a dance-off. 
<laughs> then you do a vehicle off where you're like, what did you drive? And you're like, no, what did you drive? I, I assumed you wouldn't be dancing. You would be more, I don't know, showing off your homemade dresses or something. Shush! We were not like that. We were like a cool, big, huge family. No, we had a 15 passenger van and going to McDonald's was like a cool, big deal because mm. uh, it was so expensive. Anyway, if you guys are listening, you know that you go by numbers, not always names. And so it's super fun. Uh, the Alice in Wonderland syndrome is real. It's weird. And I've noticed it since I was a kid is when I get super tired, everything gets super tiny. And then I just have to go to bed. So you don't, you're not, it's not because you put on like special glasses no. that like. Or take She goes down a rabbit hole. <laughs> An actual rabbit hole. Has a tea party. There isn't a little pill that you take. Hallucinogen of some variety. <laughs> like, did she, I don't know. I feel like this, we're going down a bad path. No. Okay. It's just my weird brain. And then the third one, uh, I was actually born with a hole in my heart. Hopefully that's not one of your truths or a lie. Because so were you. It's not, but that was. Really? Yeah. yeah. Both of us were born with holes wow. in our hearts. And yeah, I had are. holes all over. I was born obscenely early, but yeah. we won't get into that. Oh, okay. So that, you guys got it right. Uh, and we are to talk about, to reference the hole in my heart, we're going to talk about why we called this podcast that. That'll be in a little bit. But Steve, I want to hear your truths and lies. Well, I might change one of my, one of them to say, I was not born with a hole in my heart. Just to be different. I won't do that. I won't do that. Here are my three. Radio gave me a stutter. I'm deathly allergic to eggs. And I am an appliance repair hobbyist. I think the lie is the eggs. Because I think we've known you for like a million years now. So yeah. I think we would have known that. Yeah. Greg? I, I'm, I'm going to say the appliance repair hobbyist. Yeah. Because if you actually are that, then I wish we would have called you to fix our dishwasher <laughs> last week. And everything week. else. Yeah. Uh, okay. So the eggs thing is the lie. Yay. Um, my son is allergic to eggs. And we didn't know it when he was a toddler and gave him eggs and ended up in the ER. Oh, my goodness. Which led to a series of events where he now has type 1 diabetes. So... Just wow. FYI. Sometimes for the that parents. can happen. Yeah. Um, the radio thing. Okay. So you've probably noticed by now I struggle with, um, that's one of my like little crutches. I've never noticed. Really? Okay. Just to now I won't you, stop. I've never noticing. noticed. Okay. Well, it used to be worse. And when I was starting out in radio, that was a thing. And I had a, a mentor, a person who was kind of coaching me. And, uh, he was like the, um, you got to do something about the, um, that's no good. You got to stop that. Yikes. And when somebody's struggling with somebody, go stop that and see how well that works. Do you do that when you're therapizing oh. people, Matt? <laughs> All the time. That's right. the go-to move. Right. Exactly. Just don't. So, yeah, just don't. And so I just became like obsessively conscious of it. And I would, you know, just halt in the middle of sentences because I'm like, I'm going to say, um, I can't say, um, and then I would oh. stutter. And anyway, it. Uh, it's better now. Sometimes it still happens if I'm like nervous or tired or something. And do things get really small? Too? Yes, they get small <laughs> and they start to stutter. Uh, no. Uh, so I'm a little bit more okay with um now because yeah. the alternative is worse. So yeah. that's and that. just to clarify too. So we talked about how we uh, are now in this. We're hosted by WCSG. We didn't clarify that you are a radio voice. What's the technical? What do we call you? I call you a DJ, and then radio I feel like I'm from the 90s. What yeah, is your I know. title? I'm a DJ. Um, <laughs> yeah, I host 
an afternoon radio show. But are you called on, radio uh, talent? Live, uh, host, I think, radio probably. Host. Or co-host, actually. Okay. I, um, have a co-host. So he's me. on the radio all the time, which is why I'm going to introduce him on the regs as the most professional radio voice among us. Because <laughs> he's the only. Because he's the only. And you are awesome and I've never noticed the ums. Oh, uh, thanks. What about the third thing with the appliance yeah, okay, situation? Okay, okay. So that was maybe a half truth. I mean, I feel like you add hobbyist to anything yeah, and it makes anything. it legit. Uh, I have, because I'm kind of a tightwad, instead of just buying a new washer or dryer. I've just gone to YouTube and I've gone down to the little appliance repair place and bought parts and I've fixed several times. I've fixed washer dryer and once my flat screen TV. (gasps) Wow. Okay. Yes, because it was just out of warranty and what it was going to cost to replace it. So I figured out how to fix it. I'm calling you. We're calling you next. Mm -hmm. Also, you could just go to YouTube like I do. (laughs) That helps a lot. YouTube is where it's at. I do hear that. That is true. All right, Krieg, I'm I'm wondering if you're going to stump me or not. Go for it with your two truths and a lie. Well, okay. Um, I am a lefty. I'm left-handed. I am a huge nerd. And I am an Argyle expert. Ooh, this is tricky. So... The third one, Argyle expert. For those of you who have listened in seasons past, I introduced Matt as husband, favorite licensed therapist, and Argyle expert because he wore Argyle on the regs. That was his thing. And then at one point, we interviewed Dan Allender, and then yeah. he started actually quizzing us on he Argyle. And that claim. We we realized yeah, he I've, wasn't. So that's a lie. I've yeah, I've never made a claim to be an Argyle expert. I, I like think, wearing Argyle. Matt, I think you're an Argyle hobbyist. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I like it. Yeah. I like it. That was a good one. But no, I am the true czar. I am left-handed and I am a huge nerd of every variety basically. So He is. Uh, And you've been waiting to see if any of our three kids will end up being a lefty as well. We're still holding out for the three-year-old. We don't know yet. So Mm. hopefully. Okay. So for those of you who are first timers or getting acclimated with us again, uh, so we usually do some sort of introductory thing like the question of the week. And then we move into this part that we call the heart of the matter. But we ask every guest this, the following question, and we're going to ask it of each other because this is like a good check-in question. So if the purpose of this podcast is to talk about how the gospel is good news for everyone every day, we want that to be central and not just duct tape it in. So we want to really hear from every guest, and I'm going to ask from you guys, how has the gospel been good news for you lately? But here's how I'll pose it to you. If the gospel is, I am more loved than I imagine, and yet more sinful than I believe, when... How, how has the gospel been good news for you over the last year? We haven't been recording over the last year. I really would like to hear from you both. Just how has the gospel been good news for you over the last year? Matt, I'm actually going to start with you. Yeah. Yeah. The, the last year has been exceedingly difficult. Mm-hmm. Just with, with all the health stuff that you've been going through. Can you explain and, that? Because our audience doesn't know. Yeah. So a year ago... Um, well, what, February, March, so almost a year ago, you went to the emergency room and we had no idea why. And you were down at your, um, at Wheaton and you're taking your class and I'm so getting my master's at Wheaton, which is also the Harvard of Christian universities. The, the, Har- the Harvard <laughs> yep. of Christian universities. Yep. Yes, I'm there. Um, I end up in the ER. So yeah, you end up in the ER. I get a phone call from one of your classmates and then eventually you make it 
back to Grand Rapids, you go to the ER here, and then that just started this series of a whole lot of searching for answers as to what was going on and not getting any answers um, and feeling very powerless. Um, and so, yeah, I would say probably last May, you know, about two months into this process, I started getting extremely angry with God um, and really checking out. Um, and that really lasted all summer um, where I was just ticked off. I didn't want to talk to God. I didn't trust him. I thought, you know, here's another in a long series of, of hardships that, that he's put us through. And yeah, I was really kind of just aloof from him. Um, but I guess the, the gospel being the good news was that God didn't give up on me. He hasn't given up on me. And once I started kind of working through my anger and, and really letting go of that and moving into those places of sadness, and, and really the big one for me is powerlessness because there was no controlling this. There was no like just figuring out the right thing to do and changing diet or doing different things. Like um, really once it was is once I got to the place of identifying and taking that powerlessness to God was really feeling his presence um, and, and him comforting me, even though I had been treating him with animosity for the better part of, you know, four months. Can you describe a time when you felt, well, thank you for sharing that, mm -hmm. Matt. Mm -hmm. uh, can you tell us maybe a time when you really experienced God's comfort mm -hmm. in the midst of all this dumpster fire? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I, Two days ago, mm -hmm. um, we were going to bed and I was just trying not to check out and trying not to, to turn to sports or to just immediately pick up my, my fantasy novel and <laughs> read my nerd books. Um, and I just got this kind of feeling of, of Jesus saying, come stand under like the waterfall of my love for you. Um, and so I just kind of closed my eyes and kind of soaked in it a little bit and Aww. and just felt like he was really very present very 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 much he loves us and he loves me um yeah thank you for sharing that mm -hmm. matt i didn't mm -hmm. know about that a couple of days ago so mm -hmm. thank you maybe i'll go next just because it can kind of tag team yeah, and i'd love definitely. to hear from yeah, you yeah. steve um so if the gospel is a more love than I imagine, yet more sinful than I believe, over the last year, yeah, it was February, March of last of 22, that yeah. I ended up in the ER. I actually went to the ER at least a few times last year. So what they have been able to determine, because um, I went into the ER with my right side was super weak. And so they were checking for stroke, MS, et cetera, et cetera. So they ruled those things out at this point. But I do have some form of myopathy, which that means my brain and my spine and my muscles are not friends right now. And so it's making me very physically weak. Um, and I am now going to OT, PT, ed, and uh, pulmonary rehab. Pulmonary rehab several times a week now to try and get stronger, but I just keep getting weaker. So even walking can be challenging at times. So it's been hard. Um, I think a huge 
through the in the midst of this, which we are going to do some acclimation to the Hole in My Heart podcast over the next four weeks. And then after that, we're going to start an identity series. And that's going to be fruit of really how God met me, not just in the midst of this physical pain, but in feeling such a lack of identity and only my identity rooted in what I did. That was how I ended 21. That's how I ended. We ended this podcast and took a break for a year. So we'll get more into that. But as of lately, how this the gospel has been good news for me. Again, I'll do a more recent uh, reflection. Uh, on Sunday, I was in in church and we were singing the song um, like "Graves into Gardens," and how God like He makes beauty for ashes and joy for mourning and hope for despair. And it feels like. You know, everyone worshiping around me is like, yeah, God does awesome things and he's going to like take my pain and make it great. You know, that's how it feels. Now, are they actually saying that? Maybe, maybe not. (laughs) But here I am feeling literally too weak to stand and worship. And um, I was like, God, this stinks. Like, why am I getting weaker? And really, the sentence was this does this doesn't look like the victorious life. Mm-hmm. Like here I am. And you know, Matt, you were saying it. We follow you, Jesus. You know, we can pull a, we do all these good things for you. Like what the heck? Mm. <laughs> and I know he did the ultimate, but it's hard to tell your heart that in the moment. So I was like, God, this doesn't look like a victorious life. And um, I just cried and that was good. And I went home and journaled later and wrote out my anger and got to a point where I was like, I am not promised a victorious life according to the world's standards on this side of eternity. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So if the world says, if you follow Jesus, you're going to be rich and healthy and on a mountaintop, or at least like stronger than you were before, right? Here I am getting physically weaker. I am, I wrote, promised a victorious life eternally. So whether or not I get healed I don't know, but I do know that eternity is, that's guaranteed. So that's how the gospel is good news for me. I am so loved and I am still, even in my like wrestling with my own flesh, like, ah, like judging other people, feeling like they're judging me. uh, God's presence was there and is there. Mm. So Steve, we'd love to pivot and hear from you over the last year. How particularly has this been good news for you? Well, I mean, I can resonate with a lot of what both of you are saying. I mean, um, we don't have the level of, you know, uh, health journey that you're on, but, uh, you know, we're kind of at that place just because of our age. You know, Kelly has just um, had a lot of physical difficulties with sort of transitions in, in her life and, you know, just where we're at in ministry and kind of wrestling a little bit with, judging others and feeling judged and some of that same stuff that you're talking about. I think uh, for me this last year, well, about a year ago, I, um, I started doing this writing program where you basically kind of go through your story. It's past, it's present, it's future. What kind of goals, where do you want to go? Like that kind of thing. It was, um, it was a really good exercise. And uh, I started to think about 
um, where I want to move toward. And it kept coming back to just my prayer life. And initially it was like, well, if I want to, you know, whatever, have a better, uh, you know, health lifestyle, I should pray about that. And if I want to, you know, have a better relationship with my kids, I should pray about that. And it was kind of means to an end, but through the course of the year, it's been like, no prayer is the thing being in Jesus's presence. Mm. Really. That's where I'm finding life. And, you know, he's speaking to me about things like identity. I love that we're going to be talking identity this year because that's been huge. And just keep coming back to Isaiah 43, 1. You know, I formed you. I've, you know, ransomed you. I've called you by name. You're mine. And just kind of that identity as his son and being in his presence has been very much just um, leaning into him as Mm -hmm. a child. Mm -hmm. And uh, where for so long, I think Kelly and I focused on our um, faithfulness or like doing the disciplines, um, but feeling kind of an emptiness in that alone. Yeah. And that identity and that relationship has begun to fuel some of the um, disciplines, I guess. And it, it's just brought a whole other level of, I guess, fulfillment. Also, sometimes we've, we realized this year when you're looking for fruit, Sometimes you just got to have faith to believe the fruit isn't going to be seen maybe in this yep, life. Right. Kind of like you were saying, yep. like we just have to know that God sees it and it is there, whether we're going to experience it or be able to like look at it and go, look, at here's some fruit, you know, or not. That's awesome, Steve. Yep. Thanks for sharing that. Mm-hmm. Um, if you guys who are listening can relate to anything we're saying, we're real people who love to hear from real people. And so we'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can email me at podcast at lauriecreek.com. Uh, you can figure out how to spell that if you look in the show notes, but it's L-A-U-R-I-E-K-R-I-E-G. And I know that you can also go onto WCSG.org. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to be posting the episode there, too. And there should be a spot to be able to respond yep. there, too. Uh, but we'll make sure that we we hear it and, and can hear from you. Um, so thank you for sharing, guys. And I want to to kind of pick up a little bit from the depths that we've been at and, and kind of say, OK, what, where are we physically? How did we get here physically um, here at WCSG uh, and with this hosting partnership? Um, and as well as how did we get to how, even before this year? When we started the podcast in 2017, how did that begin? Mm-hmm. So, Matt, I'm actually going to ask start with you because uh, really the podcast was really it really did begin with conversations with you. So, can you talk to me a little bit about how did Hole in My Heart podcast begin? Well, I mean, I think before we started even having conversations, God had put on your heart like, "Hey, you need to do a podcast," and we were both like, "I don't know how to do that." How do you do a podcast? Um, but we had wonderful connections with with Steve, who was able to to you know record and do everything, and um and and so we kind of faithfully moved into it. But yeah, it started with a lot of conversations in our kitchen in the midst of a very hard season of of our life and our marriage after our second daughter had been born, where where we were not in a place of closeness. Um, you know, we were in a place that was probably the hardest place we've ever been, including the past year, um, from a relational standpoint. Yeah. Um, but we would still talk, we would still try and connect and a lot about intellectual stuff, a lot about the ministry work that we were trying to do. 
Um, and, and then in that, like that also became an anchor point for, for our relationship and for, for our kind of personal connection together because we were doing that very purposeful work. Um, yeah, it really did. I heard in my heart and, and we sound super charismatic this episode. <laughs> we have season charismatic aspects to our relationship, probably lean more reformed. I don't know what we are. We are a mishmash of things. Um, but I had heard that word podcast from like 2016 to 2017. Didn't know where to go with it. But you're right, Matt. It was kitchen conversations with the Kriegs without hmm. that being the title. Yeah. <laughs> but we had Somehow talk- conversations has to be spelled with a K too, just right. for the alliteration. I exactly. Don't know. Kitchen conversations with the Kriegs. But we would talk about these deep things and you're right. It's so interesting. If you guys want to go back and listen to earlier episodes, episode 24 is one that we still have people uh, recounting to us. But I remember even though we were in a tough relational space, we still liked each other and got along well. And so it was fun to be able to take these challenging topics that we talk about, not our marriage necessarily, although that did end up on the podcast, listen to episode 24. Um, But to be able to take those from just uh, the quietness of our home or the quietness of therapy sessions, um, we would take therapy sessions, I mean, you'd talk about tough things with your clients. And we saw a need for the church, capital C, to talk about challenging topics in the greater context of the gospel. So things like LGBTQ, how can we hold to a traditional view uh, or the historically biblical view and talk about it in light of the gospel? How can we talk about porn addiction? How can we talk about shame? It was these big, heavy topics that especially even five years ago, seven years ago, were not talked about in these um these larger platforms as much. And so we brought it and we were shocked that anyone wanted to listen. (laughs) And so Steve, we came to you and how, what was your adventure in tying into the podcast? Well, I mean, I have listened to podcasts since they were a thing. I'm, you know, kind of like an audio person and I just have loved having things to listen to since I was a little kid. So podcasts come along and I love it. And we have history. We worked together a long time ago and we caught up and you said podcast. And I was like, I could do that. I could produce a podcast. I didn't know we'd end up here. (laughs) Um, And thank God we have uh, like video guy, Zach, who's running all of this. But, uh, but yeah, at that time I was like, I would love just to work with you again and hearing, you know, what, how God is using you guys, your marriage, your ministry. I would love to be a part of that in any way. Um, So anyway, so that's how I kind of got involved. But speaking of the title, it didn't end up being uh, Kitchen Conversations with the Creeks. (laughs) Where, and uh, I mean, you talked earlier about your literal hole in your biological heart. Like, tell us a little bit about the the name of the podcast. Yeah, thanks. Uh, so Hole in My Heart came from, it was it was the name of our ministry as well, and it made sense to name the podcast that, but the title itself came from, you know, St. Augustine talks about it, how you've made us for yourself, O Lord, and our heart is restless until it finds its rest in you. Or if you read in Ecclesiastes, how um, the author there likely Solomon, um, 
King Solomon, he says that you have placed eternity in our hearts. Or Acts 17, when Paul's talking to the Athenians, he's like, we search for you, God. So we all, we've heard this phrase, right? This God-shaped hole in our heart. But instead of just saying, oh, what do you need in this God-shaped hole in your heart? Jesus. And you're like, cool, we're done. Uh, <laughs> we learned, we were trained um, through uh, Healing Care Ministries, which is in Ohio. And then we've really adapted it for ourselves, this concept of core needs. So, Matt, instead of just talking about this, you know, we need Jesus, we talk about core needs, and you explain that so well so often. Um, can you help us understand what are core needs? How do they relate to this God-shaped hole in our heart? Yeah, so if we look in scriptures, if we look even pre-fall, before, you know, Adam and Eve ate the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, like, we can see that we were created needy, that, that God gave us a purpose. We have this need for purpose. He said, be fruitful till the earth multiply, subdue it. Um, he affirmed creation after every day. Um, he put us in a garden. He nurtured us. He didn't just like throw us in the desert and be like, go find a way, guys. Like mm -hmm. He also, the, the one time something bad, something negative was said pre-fall was, it is not good for man to be alone. We're created with this need to belong for inclusion. And we can oftentimes look at our needs and think that they're character flaws or deficiencies when in actuality they're created order. Hmm. Um, yet being born post-fall, we have this sin tendency, this sin nature that, that leads us to try and get all these needs met, these God-given needs in, in ways that are self-serving, they're, they're self-sufficient. Um, we, we try and meet them under our own strength and under our own power. Um, and so... If we can identify these needs, rather than just sitting in the cycle of like trying to manage my sin or manage my behaviors, and instead of just saying no to whatever that thing is, we can walk back to, to a better understanding of ourselves, the need that we're trying to meet, and then actually take that need and take it to God, um, rather than running to any of the number of things that we run to, whether it's you know performance, people-pleasing, sex, drugs, rock and roll, all of the above. Like mm -hmm. we, we learn to take these needs to God, not to shame ourselves for having the need, not to shame ourselves for even having the predisposition to run towards certain things, but to, to really just take that, that hole in our heart to, to God, but with, with a better understanding of what that hole is actually craving right now. Mm. Does that make sense? Steve, you've heard us talk about that. Is yeah. there a way you could flesh that out even maybe in your own life or the life of someone you know? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, um, I so this is a different subject. We have talked in the past about having a word of the year. Yeah. And uh, this year God gave me five. Wow. Um, wasn't expecting that. But essentially the context is presence. And then under that, um, and this is what I'm praying for myself and my family, uh, purity, purpose, um, um, prosperity, pruning, and peace, hmm. and some uh, that just ties in, I think, with what you're saying. Uh, and you know, a lot of those core needs are kind of wrapped up in that. But essentially, it gets back to outside of God's presence, we're not going to find those, mm -hmm. you know, at those things that we're our hearts are longing for. So, yeah, I think even just what I was saying earlier about the journey of prayer that I've been on this year, it's, it's become about being in God's presence versus 
you know, whether I, I've got to like check off the box that I prayed today and have that spiritual discipline um, or, you know, try to get something mm-hmm. from God. It's more been, become about like being with him and going to him with those deficiencies. I think we're, at least I grew up not being aware that it's okay to be needy mm-hmm. and it's okay to long to be chosen. Like I, I often bring up this example is that I hate uh, playing dodgeball because the ball will hit me in the face and I will cry because it just does the automatic nose cry. <laughs> um, but I love being picked first for dodgeball. I want to be chosen, even though I hate dodgeball. I want to be seen and picked. And so I it's so easy to want to like shame those, but to really be like, I want to be chosen. And then to go to the Lord with that and be like, am I chosen by you? And we are. We don't even have to feel that. We don't have to experience it. I think time with him can, but we can know it in the word. And then we just tell it to ourselves is I am chosen by God, even if the world rejects us, because if and when we don't do that, it is so easy to go to, okay, well, what does choose me? Matt, I know we're going to get into this, but I know pornography felt like a place for you uh, where you felt chosen. Can you, again, just kind of like break down the core needs a little bit briefly with a part of your story? We're going to get to that more, though, next week. Yeah. So, I mean, pornography was the place that from the time I was 11 years old um, became how I felt chosen. I felt often overlooked in life. I have an older brother who was a little cooler, a little more outgoing, like the man with the plan. And I always felt like I was in his shadow. And now I love my brother. He's a great guy. But it also hurt when my friends started coming over and asking for him instead of for me. Um, And so just this series of experiences that led me to feel not valuable, not chosen, um, not that first person picked in dodgeball or any other thing. And and when I found pornography, it did feel for, for brief moments like someone was choosing me. Now it was completely false. Yeah, it's a little insane every time you say that. I'm like, it's so illogical to someone who doesn't have the same struggle. Like that's not mm. something where you're like, why would you be chosen? It's a screen. Mm-hmm. But when you break it down, like it feels like that mm-hmm. in the moment, like someone is picking you. Yeah. Well, and I'm not going to go into detail as to some of the ways that pornography can actually present itself in that way. Um, but even if you've never struggled with pornography, if you've never struggled with you know, alcohol or whatever, like we've all struggled at some point with feeling like we're overlooked or we're unchosen. Um, and, and then so, we look to the world and to then choose we, us. We look to whatever we look to. And, mm-hmm. and so the, the more that we can not just harp on the, the negative behavior, the more that we can understand the heart behind it, uh, the, the more empathy we can have for others, the more hopefully empathy we can have for ourselves as opposed to shaming it. Um, and the more longevity you have with the thing you're actually wrestling with. Yeah. Because if it's just sin management, that's like, okay, yeah, good, I mean, you didn't I can, look for two weeks. I can stop going to pornography. I'm going to be running to something, though, to mm-hmm. feel like I'm sought, like yeah. I'm chosen. like, and, and ultimately, like before the creation of the world, God chose us. And so one of the things for me is to try and be looking for, okay, God, how are you choosing me today? 
Mm-hmm. You know, to to have a mindset of I'm not just gonna think like, oh, I'm not chosen, I'm not chosen, I'm not chosen, and and then just become more despondent. Mm-hmm. Like to to actively say like, okay, God, you say you're gonna meet these things. You say you want me to come to you, and to to try to watch for that. That's so good, Matt. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so for me, something that I'm looking forward to. I guess and kind of to finish the story that we started at the beginning of the episode about how we ended up here. Um, I we met a couple months ago. Again, we went out for dinner, Matt Mm -hmm. and I and you and Kelly. Mm -hmm. And you said, well, what did you say? Well, okay, so backing up a little bit, um, you know, I had this year of not doing the podcast and. Um, I got more busy. Uh, the Lord provided some stuff. And um, so I've, uh, you know, been able to do some other freelance work. Yeah. And, but I have missed this. Yeah. And I don't know, at some point, well, I knew we had this dinner coming up. And I was like, I wonder where they're at with it. I wonder how I would even be able to now that I've got, you know, that time has filled up, how I'd be even able to do this. Anyway, Oh, I know. And also at the station yeah. here where I work, my, my, my day job, um, we've been talking more about getting into podcasting. And each of us were kind of like challenged to come up with a podcast idea. And I've just been kind of blank. And so somehow I think the Lord just was like, well, what if? Hmm. And I was like, could this become a WCSG podcast? Hmm. That way I could do it on my during my work yeah, hours. Right. Um, and anyway, so I was like, I don't know what this will look like, but I just want to kind of think, see, I expected you guys to be like, no, no, yeah, we're, not we're, ready. we're not ready. And, um, maybe you're not, but, <laughs> but <laughs> here, here we, we are. are. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was so funny because that year leading up, you know, I'd done a lot of heart healing from the burnout of doing not the podcast, but the work that I do. And, uh, when we prayed about it. I didn't feel any urgency, but I did feel overwhelmed by all of the work of it. Mm-hmm. So when you brought that up, I just was like, huh. And I've said this many times in speaking places is God can work with huh. Mm. And so it was interesting when you said that. And which brings me to the thing I'm looking forward to is that I said it that night. I said, man, like 98% of the time we just had so much fun. And the 2% right. was like, whatever, just boring things about <laughs> podcasting. But we just had, we've always had a great time together here in the studio. And so when you said that, I was like, man, if I didn't have to do all the extra hours and hours of right. work around it, God bless all of you who are doing that now <laughs> um, and get to just have fun and hang out with you guys, that would be great. So that's what mm-hmm. I am really looking forward to is right. just getting to hang out with with you guys. Yeah. So, and, yeah. And I think it's great for WCSG and for West Michigan to yeah. have access to what, you know, thousands of your our, our listeners so far have had access yeah. to. So I'm it's time, about West that. Michigan. We're yeah. coming for you <laughs> and everybody else. Uh, so as we're shifting toward the end of this particular episode, I'd like to hear from you guys. What um, what are you looking forward to? This is a pretty cliche question, but I'm genuinely interested. What are you looking forward to about this season and this year of the Hole in My Heart podcast? Steve, we'll toss to you first. Uh, yeah, I think. Uh, part of what I'm really looking forward to um, is just more personal. It's uh, more integration 
uh, with the segments of my life. And I have lived most of my life in kind of like silos mm. and I mm. keep this uh, compartmentalization. Uh, it's been a probably like a coping strategy for, for many years. And so, uh, you know, one part of my life, I am the afternoon host at 91.3 WCSG. Another part of my life, I uh, produce this podcast and I'm a part of this panel where we talk mm. about real gritty daily things um but i don't have a lot of crossover and i've got you know there are other compartments too but just those two i'm excited about integrating um and i think god has been working with me a lot on integrating and being just a real whole person uh in all of the contexts of my life so that's something that i'm really looking forward to um and this partnership with WCSG and and you guys holding my heart, uh, Impossible Ministries, like I'm just excited to be a part of both and to just feel like legitimate in both of those worlds, if that makes sense. Oh my goodness, mm-hmm. it makes so much sense. And integration, I'm sure that will be a theme we keep bringing up because it's vital. Matt Krieg, how about you? What are you looking forward to for 23 for this year, this season of the podcast? Yeah, I'm... I'm really excited to get to talk to some cool guests again. Mm. I've I've actually missed that. We got like God has blessed us to be able to talk with a lot of really like great people and and I've learned a lot from being able to do this podcast. And so I'm excited to be able to like reconnect with you know people that we've talked to in the past maybe, but then also some some new guests and just to be able to learn from a lot of people who are running after God. To piggyback on that, um, it's so funny going back and looking at some of the books we've read, the people we've interviewed, no joke, people listening, dear audience and friends, they have changed the trajectory of our life, our marriage, have deepened us. There's been conversations that I'm like, I've cried during, listen to the last few episodes of the of the 190s with Kurt Thompson, Pete Scazzaro, Allender. Um not kidding. In that that season of the, it's around episode 20s, where we did the book study on Francis and Lisa Chan's book, You and Me Forever, Changed Our Marriage. Um, it was absolutely transformational. So what you guys are going to hear and something that I'm super looking forward to is this podcast. There's like an element of accountability. And I don't say that, you know, like, oh, we got shady stuff going on, but accountability to keep running after Jesus and to keep working on our own spiritual heart game. Yeah. That is in real life transformational, not, this is not a show, (laughs) not a show. Um, So everyone listening, we, we are so thankful you are here. We're so thankful you're a part of this family. If you've been here forever, if this is your first episode, if you guys want to learn more um, about Matt and my story, we did write a book and we even mentioned the podcast on it in some of those episodes. Um, It's called An Impossible Marriage. To learn more about WCSG, you can go to WCSG.org. But we also want to hear from you on what you think about this episode 193, getting back in the saddle, although that's not the title of it. Although that wouldn't be a bad title. (laughs) Maybe we'll pivot. But we have a question of the week for next week. It takes a little explaining. So in one of our kitchen chats with the Kriegs, um, Matt and I have been playing this game where we play a song on the radio and it will be like Owl City or Viva La Vida by Coldplay. And I have been saying every time I play one of these songs and Matt automatically like gets 
I don't know what to call. Gets my haunches going. Yeah, gets his <laughs> hips swaying and his shoulders are shaking. Um, but I'll, I will sit there and watch him and I'll be like, nothing gets a geriatric millennial going like Viva La Vida by Coldplay. And he's like, at first you're offended and then now it's a game we play. So Steve, you're a geriatric Gen Xer. Yep. So what would be an example of nothing gets a geriatric Gen, Gen Xer going like? Uh well, U2 is kind of the easy yeah. one, but oh, there's yeah. also like... Like Beautiful Day no, from Bayou 2? No, 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 before that. Be? Okay. Joshua Tree. Yes, like, yes. It okay. would be where the streets have no name, you okay, know, okay, or okay. even like In the Name of Love, you know, like It gets those. your shoulders are shaking and you're bipping and bopping. I don't know about bipping and bopping, but maybe air guitaring. Oh, there you go. That yes. is a Gen X thing. Yes, yes. So audience, you guys, dear friends, we want to hear from you. <laughs> So this is what we need to say here. Nothing gets geriatric insert. And this is not an offensive thing where ge- everyone is. It's like you're like just getting older in your generation. Nothing gets geriatric insert your generation going like and then insert a song. Maybe it's Polly Pockets. That would be me whenever I see Nintendo Polly 64. Nintendo 64. Oh, yeah. I'll still still rock out on Nintendo 64. <laughs> what about a game for you? Atari. Atari? See? You guys. <laughs> or or like, just an arcade like Frogger. Oh, you know? yeah. yeah. Ooh. See, mm. for me, geriatric millennial, it would be Frogger on hidden yeah. in my TI-86 <laughs> calculator during pre-calc. Okay. So, guys, we want to hear from you. Um, and as we're wrapping up here, I just want to thank again WCSG for hosting us for now and God willing, the foreseeable future. And um, you guys can find us on YouTube. You can find us on all the podcast portals. What's the right word on that? Portals? Streaming aggregators. Aggregators. That's a normal thing we all say. Um, but guys, thanks so much, Matt, for being here. Thank you, Steve, for being mm-hmm. here too. And what are we going to call Video Guy Zach? Video Guy Zach. Video Guy Zach. You guys can't see him, but we're thankful for him yes. too. And for all of us here, back at the Hole in My Heart podcast, we will see you in two weeks. Woo!